got um, only a couple of handouts back there. I probably should have made more. This is the last week on it. Um, so if you already have one, we're on that one. And if you, if you need one and you run, it looks like there's one left. So um, anyhow, uh, we'll finish it up uh, today, what we've been looking at. And there's um, prayer um, sheets back there. If you have a prayer request to make known, you can grab one of those and let us know. Um, and I'll collect those in a few minutes. Well, Friday night, excuse me, Saturday night, is uh, the Abundant Life bonfire, chili cook-off, cornbread, and all the fixings. It's going to be a great evening. And because of the enormous wisdom when we planned this thing, we thought way ahead, and we recognized that was also Fall Back Sunday. So we also get to go home when it's through and set our clocks, our clocks back for an hour. How good is that, right? Isn't that wonderful? We didn't even think of that at all until this week. I went, wow. But uh, So that is an extra bonus. Um, I've already looked at my weather app, and it says next Friday is... Or Saturday. I keep saying Friday, don't I? And you're all going to show up there Friday. When you do, you got to turn right back around on Saturday. They'll offer you tea. They're very hospitable people. But um, it is Saturday. I'm going to send the clipboard around in a minute. So if you need to sign up, but um, I think there is like zero percent chance of precipitation. It is going to be cloudy, but a high of 74. And I looked at uh, the time we we're supposed to be there in the evening, and it's like low 60s, so that's just perfect fall, fall weather. Um, so we'll have a grand time of fellowship. I do hope you'll try to m make it again, just a clarification, if you haven't gotten the, the um, clipboard, if you're not on here, if you would just sign your name and let us know that you're coming and just bring something to pass or whatever, there's nothing else specifically that, that we need. So I'll pass that around. Thank you. Okay. You want to come on Friday, bring a dessert. Wait, I thought you can't eat dessert. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, I caught you, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Health, Mr. Being Healthy here wants a dessert. Okay. Tonight, Reformation Fair. It's going to be in this building, and um, they've just tried to make it easier so there wouldn't be any um, traffic clog. Um, so they have asked you, if you get an email, if you took time to do it, to sort of, we're trying to stagger the groups as they go through in 10-minute increments. But it'll be a blessing to you. You'll experience some um, great food from that time period. I have no idea what that means. But it'll be great, and you'll experience it. Um, so those two things are sure. And... Um, You'll get a, a good walk through the Reformation. They've put a lot of work and effort into this. It will be a blessing to you. I think the first group actually is scheduled to go through at 10 minutes to 5, if I'm not mistaken. And so if you didn't sign up, please just come. And when you come, you'll be able to get into a group. We're not going to look at you and say, you didn't sign up, you can't go through. Okay, there won't, there won't be any, any policeman at the door doing um, checks. So... Um, Come, it'll be a great evening over in this building. There is no children's ministry tonight, so it's a family um, event, and you bring the whole family in.
take all the kids through. There'll be games for the kids from that time period of the Reformation as well. So all the other announcements are, are in our bulletin. If you've got praise notes, blessings, answers to prayer, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share them. Jesse has a mic for the back. I have one here for the front. We would prefer that you use that so everybody can hear you. Don and Sherry want you to know, or we want you to know, thank you for their prayers. They had a wonderful, wonderful time away. They got in last evening. Um, they're exhausted, of, of course, so they're not, they're not here this morning. But um, nevertheless, um, uh, all their prayers were answered, and we're very grateful for that. So I would just uh, praise the Lord for that. And uh, Renee Marsh wanted to ask me to praise the Lord with you. She'll be here um, later um, today. But... Um, Renee's granddaughter was in a vehicle that was in a pretty significant wreck yesterday, and um, she was she walked away um, unharmed completely. So Renee was just praising the Lord for that. I wanted to publicly share that. How about you? Do you have a praise note? Maybe a, a word from a word from the Word that you want to encourage us with this morning. Anybody at all? Love to give you an opportunity. We'd like to hear from you. A prayer update, Barbara. I want to thank the Lord for the birth of our grandson. Uh, he was born on Tuesday. Everything went well. The baby and mom are doing great, and the Lord answered more than we can even have expected him to answer every single prayer, and they're doing great. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. He was almost nine pounds. Wow. So, and he was born in under two hours. Roxon? Excuse me? Rexon? Rexon. Rexon. Okay. So... So healthy little, that. little, a healthy nine-pound baby. So. Carissa does not think he's little. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Right up here. Good morning. I just want to praise the Lord for um, answering many prayers for our daughter, Anna, who I've been very concerned about. Um, her health since she had COVID in January has been unexplainably poor and um, still some unanswered questions with the physical side of that but the Lord has been good to answer so many of my prayers for her uh, mental and emotional health and um, maybe even see some spiritual growth through those um, trials so very thankful amen praise the Lord for that anyone else you would like to share a blessing and answer a prayer. All right. Good. Do I have any more prayer requests? I have um, one that has been turned in. I have a number to share with you, but this one that's been turned in is from Paul and Suzanne Phelps. Pray for traveling mercies. They will be visiting family for the next two weeks. So as they um, travel up and down the road, pray for uh, them. Celebrated the fifth birthday. Is that right? Fifth birthday of little... I'm sorry, what's his... Yes, that is that Jonathan's son. Okay, so did they come down here? Okay, great. Well, good. Get up there before that snow starts flying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So pray for Barb Sebron. Long story, I'm going to make it short, but um, Barbara's really having some issues this week, and 
um, really feeling well. And last evening, probably about 8 o'clock, um, went to walk-in clinic. Um, the doctor there didn't like to look at things, all, all dealing with her, with her heart, heart rate, heart rhythm. Um, they themselves um, called an ambulance and sent her to Lynchburg um, General. And they could not get her heart back in rhythm or the heart rate down until about 1.30 in the morning. And um, then they did something, a shock treatment or something. Anyhow, the heart returned uh, to normal. And then about um, 2.30 or 3 o'clock, she had been resting comfortably. All of her signs looked well. And so the hospital, um, because she was there alone, um, called a cab, made sure that the cab driver would take her home and get her into the house safely, and paid the bill. And so she texted me this morning to let me know I'm home and told me what, uh, what was happening. She was feeling good this morning, tired from it, because when your heart races, I think it was up over, her rate was like a one, 121 for like five hours or something uh, like that. Um, so... Um, but pray for Barb. Um, she struggles. She's alone. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before because she's not here, so just look for opportunities to encourage her. Myself, personally, if I lived alone and um, I felt something in my heart, you know, you give me about 20 minutes and I would, I would ignore every single thing that I'm preaching to you the last three weeks, and I would be giving myself a heart attack within 30 minutes. Is anybody else there? Okay, so, I mean, it's just, it's extra hard when you don't have somebody to speak truth into your life. It's the point I'm trying to make here. And Barb doesn't have that, and we are her whole family. So, um, just be sensitive to that. Pray for her, maybe look for a way to encourage her um, this week. So, that's Barb. Remind you that the Sims are flying home this weekend. Gail Smith would have another um, eye exam appointment follow-up on this um, Wednesday? Wednesday at noon. Wednesday at noon. A- anything new from last week? Uh, at, at, uh, Duke in North Carolina. Okay. All right. It's at Duke. Yeah. Renee Marsh's um, sister-in-law, been here many times, Patty. Um, if you're on Facebook with her, you've seen the picture of her, you would recognize her. Just a lovely uh, woman had complete uh, kidney failure, and uh, she is home with the Lord um, now as of yesterday afternoon. So pray for the, pray for the Marsh family uh, as well. Okay. Got everything? Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for um, your grace and mercy that's extended to your children. Um, thankful for the promises of your word the certainty of your nearness and dearness, the fact that you care for your children. Um, Thinking of the Sermon on the Mount, um, again, and the whole section, encouraging us um, to pray and to not worry, encouraging us that um, you care, you care for the, the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, and if you care for them, um, you care far more than uh, for us. Um, a bird can't fall from the fly, from the sky without you knowing it. Um, the lilies are arrayed more beautifully than Solomon with all of his resources. And um, you are f- 
said clearly in your word that we are of far much more value than a sparrow. And so may that comfort our hearts. You're the one that has told us um, to um, anchor our soul in your word, in your truth, that you will care for your people. So for every one of these that we've mentioned, whether that be um, Barb and all she went through last night, um, whether that be um, the praise notes for those that have walked through the valley and come out the um, other side and are seeing um, the sunlight of hope, like Mary gave testimony to Father, whether that's uh, others like um, Paul and Suzanne, who at times it may seem mundane, but you told us to pray about everything. So we pray about our travel. We ask for your protection. Um, We pray as we gather. Um, I pray um, weekly for your mighty angels to guard us and protect us. Um, We know we have an enemy, and he hates what goes on here on a Sunday. And so um, thank you that you're attentive to your people's prayers. We pray for the Marsh family and your grace and encouragement there. And uh, what for all the other needs. Um, They're just too numerous all to mention here, but you know the need of every heart. I pray that you would meet it. Lord, ultimately every heart has the need for, um, for you, for Christ, for your gospel, for your word. So um, your word is truth. We're sanctified by your word. Sanctify us. Make us more like Christ today as we listen to your word in this hour and the next, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I've told you that there's other books that you could dive into. I've shown you the great, big, huge, thick um, manual, uh, self-confrontation manual that um, you could purchase and use. It has um, some chapters in it. I showed you some medium-sized books last week. So now this week I'm going to conclude, and I'm going to show you a little thin ones, okay? Because we got people who are we're thick. If you hand them a 400-page book, they start salivating. They love it. Um, there's others. If you hand them a 400-page book, all they're thinking about is that'll be a good fireplace starter. Am I telling the truth? All right, okay. And then we got the we got the medium we got the medium readers. They don't mind reading the book, but but they don't want and they don't even mind exerting a little bit of effort. But they don't want to feel like they're going through seminary. They they want something in the middle. Okay. Then there's the rest of us. Okay. So I got those books right here. Okay. So that's this. Now we cover everybody. Okay. You can read this in about half an hour, unless if you really read um, slow. But it's a great book. It's got all the same truths. It's just summarized. There would be many others like these. Lou Parola. What's his name? Carol, help me. Lou Priola. Priola. He's been here several times. He has some excellent books on anxiety, and they're just like this. They're about the same size. But here's one, Richard Caldwell. And um, I looked it up this morning on Amazon, $7.99. You can have it here by Tuesday if you're a Prime member. If you're not a Prime member, you can still have it here by Tuesday. So I'm not sure why all those Prime people pay all that extra money, just in case you wondered. $7.99, Answering Anxiety, a Biblical Answer for What Troubles the Heart. So that would be a good resource. If you want to do Bible study, okay, um, the um, Daily Grace Company, superb company, superb materials. This is a little bit more pricey. I looked it up today. I didn't go to their website. I just went to Amazon again. 
1926. But this one's got beautiful pictures, um, and it's got fill in the blanks, and it's designed for you ladies because they tell us that you ladies actually deal with fear more than the men. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that I believe that at all, but this one is actually designed for ladies. But um, if you'll keep this a secret and not tell anybody, I've been working through this even though I'm not a lady and I don't even use pronouns. I, I got that all straight, okay? But, but I, I walk through it because it's the word of the living God and it sanctifies hearts. So there's two resources for you, a little study, a little clip, it would be good for you. Just don't roll through this. This is called, It Is Well. It's walking away from anxiety and into God's word. And it's um, the Daily Grace Company. This particular section of the company is equipping women in the word. And um, just excellent material, all of their material is. So there's a couple. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so if you're going to buy something and you, and, and you, you need any um, wisdom uh, about books and references, Carol is like, she, she knows what's going on. So see Carol, she would be happy to order it for you or give you, give you encouragement there. Open your Bibles to 1 Peter 5, we're going to go back there this morning. I had one of those mornings that, um, to be honest with you, my mind is swirling and I asked my dear wife to pray for me um, because from the time I got up this morning until literally as I was walking in here, um, it's been, the communication to me has been continuous and it's been volumes. You'd have to look at my phone to understand, and it's very hard for a shepherd. Very hard for a shepherd. A shepherd loves the sheep. He's the under-shepherd of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when his sheep want to communicate, the shepherd wants to hear. He wants to know. He wants to pray. He wants to respond. I want you to know that. If any of you have any need, anytime, anywhere, that's my heart. It's just I'm only one man. And so uh, this morning I was in the middle of that trying to get ready for the final preparation. And I, I recognized late, so I'm confessing this to you, I recognized late that really good things and really important things were seeming urgent, and I was letting that push out the main thing. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that? Well, I, I was doing that this morning. So as a result, um, I did a lot of ministry this morning, but I didn't do a lot of fixing in my mind firmly where we're going today. So um, hang on, we'll see what happens, and trust the Lord will be gracious despite me. 1 Peter chapter 5, probably one of the most important anchor passages when it comes to this whole idea of walking away from anxiety and uh, into, into God's peace. It's addressed to start with to elders, but don't let that throw you a, a curve. Um, it's actually addressed to all of us, but it's specifically to elders how this starts because elders are faced with 
um, the care of the flock of God, and they carry that burden. And so they need to be men full of the power of God, and they can only do that through humility. And Peter knows that, and so Peter's speaking very directly to them. And, and Peter's letting them know, you're going to have the temptation to carry the weight of the world because you love the sheep, like I just got through explaining to you. But you can't carry the weight of the world, and in fact, I didn't give it to you to carry. That's not your job. I want you to humble yourself under my mighty hand. I want you to submit yourself to me, and I want you to cast all your care upon me because I care about your work because you're just simply my slave, my servant. You're the clay, I'm the potter. And, and that truth is true for all of us. We all want to be, at one time or another, the general manager of the universe and take charge of everything. That, that is something that's given to all of us. And Peter is reminding the elders there, and you'll see that in verse 1, Therefore I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also in the glory that is to be revealed. And he goes on to say, shepherd the flock of God. And if you come down to verse 5, he says, you younger men. Now we've moved away from elders to the younger men that the elders are discipling. Probably younger men that will one day be elders. He's, He's talking to them. He says, you younger men likewise be subject to your elders. And then he goes to everybody that would read this letter. He goes to all of you. He says, all of you. So for all of us, it's the same truth. He says, and all of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, because of that truth, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at at the proper time. How do you do that? By casting, how do I humble myself? I cast my cares. I I pray, I plead to the Lord, casting all of your cares or your anxiety or your worry, your temptation to be the general manager of the universe on him because he cares for you. Yes, in doing all that, be sober in spirit and be alert. You do have an adversary, the devil, and he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeing who he can devour. You know who he devours? He devours those that try to do it themselves. He, he devours those that, that think somehow there's a different way, another way. There's only one way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but him. And when I walk through that straight gate in that narrow way, there's his gospel and there's his word that his spirit then illuminates to my heart and when I obey it and I walk in that truth, he gives me peace. Peace I give to you. My peace I leave to you, not as the world gives you. That peace is what I give to you. And he says here, we do have an enemy. And, and how he is, devours us is when we start doing things our own way. I know God's not answering my prayer quick enough. No, I mean, God doesn't really care about me. He doesn't understand my situation. No, he does. And I submit myself unto him that in due season, in due season, when the perfect God, the Alpha and the Omega, the one that knows the beginning from the end, knows everything about everything, 
when he sees us at the right time, he's going to answer your prayer. He's going to exalt you. There's so many examples of this, isn't there? Daniel. Daniel, you can't pray to God anymore. And so Daniel takes it upon himself and does things his own way, right? No. Daniel opens his window so that everybody would hear, just like he always did in his three times a day, he goes and he prays to God, despite what anybody said, because he knows God's way is the only way. Hannah. From Hannah, as she prayed to God, we got Samuel. I mean, the, the, the list is endless. Three Hebrew children. God, please deliver us. But if you don't, I'm still not going to bow down and do my own thing. In you, in you alone, in your way, will I trust. Because you're a God that sometimes delivers out of the fire. But sometimes you're a God that makes us walk into the fire. And you're in there with us, seeing us out the other side. That's this God. And it's that enemy that we're being encouraged here to be aware of. And so... There's the admonition. Resist him. Firm in your faith. You resist him by praying and by meditating on those truths, by believing God, asking God for that, that faith to having done all to continue to stand. Yes, we suffer. Knowing that the same experience of suffering are being accomplished in your brethren. Worry and fear is certainly suffering. But nobody here is alone. And your situation, your experience is uniquely different and unique to you. But it's not different in principle that all believers have faced for all time. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's, he's the God of every season of our life. And, and he's, he's there. And it says, uh, again, he's just reminding you, and after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, um, with himself, will perfect you, confirm you, strengthen you, and establish you in the midst of whatever you're doing. It's the work of grace he wants to do, and he will do. Because he that's begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He'll take us through. He'll take us all the way through. And that should bring us to praise. To him is dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so we're, you know, we're, we're called. We're called to this truth. And so... Claude has this sing these songs I appreciate what he's picked out one of the ones that came to my mind as I was studying this lesson was what a friend we have in Jesus are you familiar with the song and the lyrics what would you say is the major theme of that song I'm sorry? Trials and temptations. Trials and temptations. Okay. Exactly what we're talking about here, right? 
it, it actually is, is a song that talks about prayer versus peace. Prayer versus peace. Well, let's see if I'm right. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often... What's the next word? Ah. What peace we often forfeit in all the trials and all the temptations. When we're worried about our own sin, when somebody else has sinned against us. When life is just hard. When all of a sudden we aren't in peace. We literally have forfeited the peace. This song is just telling us what we've been studying for three weeks. This song is just repeating the truths of the Word of God. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. What's the needless pain we bear? Think about that for a minute. What is the needless pain we're bearing? The worry. Listen, the pain of what God's allowed to come on us is intentional. He allowed it. And now we take that pain, and rather than receiving that pain and praying and walking with that pain and through that pain, we add to that pain another 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 pounds by worrying about it. Has worrying ever solved anything? We all know the answer to that. doesn't help one little bit. just makes the pain worse. And so the songwriter is simply saying that, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we did not carry everything to God in prayer. Well, it goes on and on and on. So the question I ask myself, and I guess I would ask each of you, is, so practically speaking, is that what you do? Is that our first response when we're burdened down? Uh, do, we, do we go to prayer? I do everything I can not to plagiarize. It's never my intent. Um, but I am the great um, stealer of what other people say and then in my own mind make it better. Now there's, there's a man that needs to humble himself under God's mighty hand. So, but, but I'm telling you, I saw a great quote, but I thought the quote lacked something. Um, and so I added something to it. So the reason I'm telling you all this is because I don't want you to think that it was original to me, the idea, but I also don't want to say this is a quote that XYZ said because it isn't, because I took and changed his quote. So I don't really know how to handle that. They didn't teach me how to do that. So I'm just handling it the way Brody handles things. Nuts. Okay, so here's the quote, but I want you to think about it. The presence of defeating anxiety is directly related to the absence of humility that leads us to casting our cares in these kind of prayers. Let me repeat that. The presence of defeating anxiety. We all have times of fear, but we're to have good courage, as it says in Joshua. Good courage, as the Lord Jesus says, be of good courage. Um, believe in God. And so we're talking about defeating anxiety. Defeating anxiety when we don't do that. 
when we don't do what the Bible has said, when it overwhelms us and it defeats us, the presence of defeating anxiety is directly related to the absence of humility. We just read that in Peter. Because when I won't pray, when I won't cast all my care upon him, it's because I'm, I'm proud. Um, there's probably a hundred other things in there, but that's the root. That's the root. Uh, it's an unbelief. It's a lack of faith. It's directly related to the absence of humility because that humility would lead us to pray and really pray. And then when we prayed, we would experience that peace that passes all understanding that we looked at last week in Philippians. And so we need to pray. So a few last reminders. If you have your handout, um, this is just sort of a, a, a an overview, but just things to remind us is that I don't even know what page it is, but the one where it says review and reminders from the vantage point of the commands to fear not. It's that page. Number one, fear is not from the Lord. So when you're experiencing a disabling fear, it's not from the Lord. I don't have time to go to in the context of all these verses, but nothing is being taken out of context with what I'm saying, but you feel free to dive into each one of these texts and see if it's not the case. Second Timothy. Timothy had his name perhaps because he was timid, and Paul's trying to strengthen him. Paul's last letter. Paul knows he's going to meet Jesus face to face. He's going to be executed soon. And Paul's trying to strengthen Timothy because Paul's handing to Timothy the baton. How would you like to be handed Paul's the baton? And, and Timothy probably was afraid because after all, if they executed Paul, do you think that there's a chance they might execute Timothy? And so Paul's trying to put some spiritual steel into this young man that's going to take and carry the mantle of the gospel after Paul's gone. And right out of the gate, he says to him, in verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Fear does not come from God. We need to have that instilled in our thinking so when it comes, we recognize it comes from the enemy. Secondly, fear's deception can grip us into a spirit of bondage. And it's really a truth battle. That, that bondage that fear can put us into, it's a, it's a truth battle. Will I believe God or, or won't I? Romans 8 is such a, a, a great chapter. It would be worthy to memorize. Um, it starts out by letting us know that there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, right? I mean, we love that chapter. I like to attach the end of chapter 7 on it, too. All the things that I should do, I don't do. And all the things that I'm supposed to do, I'm not supposed to do, I do do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of sin? And then, boom, verse 8, 1. Isn't that wonderful? 
We don't have any condemnation. And it ends by telling us nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it tells us things like neither height or depth or angels or principalities or powers. Not anything can separate us. And if God be for us, who will be against us? He that spared not his own son, but gave him up freely for us all, how will he not give to us in him all things? What a tremendous chapter. But that chapter also says in verse 8, 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. When you're wrestling with fear... That wasn't given to you by God. You've been set free, and you have another spirit in you, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God of very gods. He is all-powerful. He's the one that produces love and joy and peace and long-suffering and goodness and joy and meekness. And there isn't anything that through the all-sufficient word, the Spirit of God can't deliver you from. And he wants to. God says that. Not only have you not received a spirit of bondage, but you have received the spirit of adoption. You can have confidence. You didn't choose your daddy. God did. He said, I choose you. And he took you into his family. That's what he's saying there. And so that spirit of adoption means that you have a heavenly father that loves you and who cares for you and is going to take care of you. And so because of that, we cry what? Abba, Father. You just go ahead and pull Abba, Father out. We cry Abba, Father. Go Pull it right out and then set it right there, if you will, in Philippians 4, 6. Boom. I cry out to God in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And when I do that, then the peace of God that passes all understanding guards my heart and mind through Jesus Christ the Lord. And you pull that out and you set it right there in James chapter 5, 7. Casting all of my care upon you, Daddy. Daddy, help me. Encourage my faith. Daddy, I feel that spirit of of bondage, but you've given me a spirit of freedom. You've delivered me from the power of Satan. Lord, grant me the strength that I need to walk in the truth, to believe you. Encourage my heart. Help me. Lift my eyes, Lord. And the God of very gods will do that because he cares for you. And so... That truth is so important that we have it ingrained. Fears, number three, design is deception to keep us from maturing in God. 1 John 4, 17 through 19. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. I don't need to be afraid of anything if God truly loves me. Greater to lesser. Pastor Farrell spent a whole sermon on that last week. Greater to lesser. Listen, if God loves you and you believe that, that's the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. 
through Jesus Christ the Lord. And if he loves you, then you don't have to worry about anything else. He's got it taken care of. But you need to pray. You, you, you need to pray for your own heart. Isn't it a wonderful thing that God takes care of us even when we don't pray? But if you'll pray, then you'll be strengthened in your spirit so that you won't be afraid. I'm going to move along because of time, but for the peace of God is a person, Christ. It's a gift, and it's yours to receive. And so we, we practice these truths, we repeat them, we repeat them, we repeat them, discipline our mind over and over again. I mean, what, what are we talking about here, whether we look at Philippians or whether we look at Psalm 3 and 4 where we started? Uh, We've we got to pray right. We can't pray right if we don't think right. And we pray and we think right, and then we, we, we practice doing the right things. And if we need help because we're overrun with fear, then we, we get a disciple. We get someone to help us, someone to mentor us, someone to encourage us along, someone to hold us accountable. And then we, we walk in the truth. So... Let me share this closing illustration uh, with you. It was titled, God Works the Night Shifts. Have you ever heard the old Cherokee legend that describes how boys become men? The father took the son to the forest, blindfolded him, and left him sit on a tree stump. The boy was required to sit there all night, not removing the blindfold until he could tell the rays of the morning sun. He was not to cry out for help to anyone. Once he survived the night, he was considered a man by the tribe. He could not tell anyone the experience because each boy had to come into manhood on his own. Throughout the night, he could hear the noises of the forest and the wild animals. He had to sit unmoving and not touch the blindfold. Finally, after a long night, the sun appeared. He removes his blindfold, and in that moment, he then discovers his dad has been sitting nearby all along. The father had been at watch the entire time protecting his son. God the Father watches over us when things go bump in the night. God is our refuge and our strength of very present time in heaven. In a very present time in very present help in time in need. So be still and and know that I'm God. Crazy illustration, maybe, but I think it really points out what we, we often go through. We don't feel like he's there. We don't feel like he can see us. We don't feel like he, he knows, but he does. I'm sure you're familiar um, with the goodness of Jesus, that song. Somebody recently um, shared that with me as, a, as an encouragement and a testimony a time of trial for them. 
I just wrote down a few of the words today because it just, I think they're so powerful. Come, you weary heart to Jesus. Come, anxious soul, and see. There is a perfect love and comfort in all your tears. Rest in his wondrous peace. Oh, the goodness, the goodness of Jesus. Satisfied, he is all that I need. May it be, come what may, that in the rest I will rest all my days in the goodness, the goodness of Jesus. Let's rest in his peace. Let's embrace these truths. Let's help each other walk in the truth in, in these difficult days. And, and again, I plead with you, if you're not living in victory in this area, humble yourself and ask for help. There are men and women here in, in our assembly, but by God's grace can help you. And we would want to. And so um, someone told me that um, this last week they did some channel surfing of all of the major TV preachers and that um, I was simply um, preaching the same topic that they were all preaching. Um, fortunately, I went first, so they, they knew I hadn't copied them. Uh, but uh, these are fearful days. They're, they're trembling days out there. And uh, we need to anchor our soul in, in these truths that we might be of good courage. Um, Jesus said that he's overcome the world. And uh, we can be overcomers. And we can be light in the darkness uh, for others. That's what I want for my own heart. It's what you want for yours, isn't it? Let's, let's pray that God will give that to us. Father, give us bold, courageous hearts. But we know we can't have that if we don't have trusting hearts. And, and we know the trusting hearts will also be praying souls. Lord, bring us to our knees. Bring us to that place where we'll cry out to you in prayer, where we'll cry, Abba, Father, where we'll... We'll see you for who you are. We'll see us for who we are. We're helpless. And yet you're a great Heavenly Father who loves his children and has provided everything we need. You'll take us from here all the way to glory. And he doesn't, you don't want us to go screaming and hollering. You, you want us to go quiet and confidently, boldly able to speak the truth to, the other, to others and show others the way be able to speak a word of testimony of why, regardless of what we face, there's joy unspeakable in us and full of glory. Thank you that you're a God that does that work. We owe it all to Christ. May all the glory go to him. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you. You are dismissed. We'll pick back up with Psalms next week. <laughs>